Jesus, tonight we set our eyes upon you. Yes. Put our gaze upon you. Oh, we lift you up. We're so thankful for you. Oh, that our hearts would burn for you. That there would be such a longing to constantly be in your presence, to be with you at all times. We thank you that you're the great high priest. We thank you that you came, that you gave your life. You didn't have to, but you did it for us. Oh, we're so thankful for you, Jesus. I want to read from Hebrews 10. And it's funny that we were singing this high priest. I, I didn't know. But uh, as we were singing earlier, I just felt like there's just something in Hebrews 10 that I'm going to get to. It's in verse 19, but I'm going to actually start in verse uh, 11. I'm just going to read through it quickly. It says, day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. But when this priest, Jesus, had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of, the, of God. Since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. Because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. It says this, the Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says, this is the covenant that I will make with them. And after that time, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their heart and I will write them on their minds. And then he adds, their sins and their lawless acts, I will remember no more. And when these have been forgiven, there is no longer any sacrifice for sin. Therefore, brothers, sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and by a living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with sincere hearts in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess for he who promised he is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, 
But let us encourage one another. And all the more as we see the day approaching. Lord, I thank you that we, because of what you've done, we get to run into this throne room of grace. We get to come into the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that was opened to us through the curtain, through your body that was broken for us, through your blood that was shed on a cross. Jesus, I thank you that it is only because of you that we have life. We have life to the fullest. Lord, we we come before you this evening with hearts just turned fully towards you to say, Jesus, as you gave it all, now you can have it all. Lord, that you've paid the price for us to be with you. You've actually paid for our lives and the sins that we've, we've done on this earth. You've actually paid for it all so that we can run into this throne room of grace, so that we can come before you, so that we can live a life that is holy, it's pleasing to you, that we would not, it says that we would hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. So Lord, I thank you that it is by your grace, it's by your spirit that you now lead your people. Lord, as we move into 2024, it is all eyes on you, Jesus. It is all eyes on you. Lord, I thank you that, that this is the time. I've, we've just been in, in John 15, just this abiding in him. Lord, I thank you that you're, you're doing something this year. You're, you're pruning things from our lives that need to be pruned. You're taking things out that need to be removed so that we can focus our eyes on you and on you alone. You're shifting things in our lives right now. You're moving things around. You're doing a work in us. And Lord, we don't have to have a full understanding of it. All we have to do is we set our eyes upon you. You're the all-consuming fire. You shake the things that can be shaken so that the things that can't be shaken, those are the things that remain. That's you. You are the foundation. And Lord, I thank you that in 2024, one of the things I feel so strongly about what you're doing is you are you're resetting us on a foundation that is you and you alone. There's been a lot of foundations that have been built that it's, it's like a, it's a mixture. We've got Jesus in there, but we've got all our other stuff and the things, and we're thinking, well, if we put Jesus in the mix, it'll be good, we'll be strong, we'll have the foundation. He is our only foundation. He is the cornerstone. He is the rock. And there is no other. So, Lord, I thank you that it is by your grace that you're actually, you're, you're removing these things from our lives in this season that were never of you. And that as we were building on those things, those things are going to come crumbling down. I thank you for the reset in this year. Back to you, Jesus, and you alone. Christ and him who's crucified. So Jesus, we, we look to you. We're so thankful for you. Tell you what, just as we're, as we're praying here, I just felt like, can you just grab the person next to you, maybe one or two people next to you, and just 
can we just begin to give him thanks? And I was just talking to somebody earlier tonight. This is, this is not, we're not giving him thanks for all the stuff we have, for how good he is in the sense of like, well, I've, you know, it's been a good year. I've got this. I got a promotion. I got all these things. Whatever. Those things are all great. What we're giving him thanks for is for who he is and what he's done for us. Because life is only in him. It's, it's only through Him. It's only because of Him. It's only for Him. It's only from Him. <laughs> and so, so when, we, when we come in the position of thanks, it is thanks for Jesus. It's thanks for the Holy Spirit, who He gives us. It's thanks that we get to be children of God. It's thanks that He's... He's shed his blood, that his body's been broken, that we have the, the fruit of his spirit as we walk in step with the spirit. Lord, give us eyes to see in the spiritual realm that we don't focus on the things of this earth, but we set our eyes on things above, the eternal things. Thank you that the position of our heart that's where our treasure is. Lord, that our treasure is in you. Our heart is upon you and you alone. I come against just that spirit of fear that would try to shut down what you're doing in and through us. The, the worries and the concerns of this world. Lord, I thank you that when our eyes are on you, there are no worries. There are no concerns. You remove those things. Lord, I thank you for a strength for your church in this season, and it comes with eyes on you. As soon as we take our eyes off of you, we, they get on the storms, they get on situations. We begin to see things through the world's eyes. He says, get your eyes back on me. Lift up your heads, O you gates, that the King of glory may come in. Jesus, we set our eyes on you. We lift up our heads in this time. We're seated with you in the heavenly realms. You give us your spirit to get spiritual insight, wisdom from heaven. To see what you're seeing and to know what you know. To speak what you desire for us to speak. To do what you desire for us to do. Just as you walked on this earth. We would walk in your ways. We would follow you. Come against distractions. You come against offenses. You come against the busyness of life. The things that would take us off course, slow us down, get our eyes off of you. Reset the course of our life. We say we set our sails and then we let the Holy Spirit blow. and We move in the direction that he calls us to move. We're not moving in our own direction. We move at the sound of your voice, at the wind of your breath. Jesus, we thank you. So just, yeah, with the person right next to you, just begin to thank the Lord. Thank him for the person next to you. Part of the body of Christ. His command is love one another. He says, love your, your neighbor. 
Today, your neighbor is the one on your left and the one on your right. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Gazes on you, our hearts are toward you. You've paid it all, so Jesus, you can have it all. Our gazes on you, our hearts are toward you. You've paid it all, so Jesus, you can have it all. Our eyes are on you. Our hearts are toward you. You've paid it all so, Jesus, you can have it all. Our eyes are on you. Our gaze is toward you. You've paid it all so, Jesus, you can have it all. Our eyes are on our hearts. Our hearts are toward you. So Jesus, you can have it all. Our eyes are on you. Our hearts are toward you. You've paid it all. So Jesus, you can have it all. You can have it all. Jesus, you can. 
last part of Hebrews 10, it says, I just feel like he's paid for it all. It says, so look, this is from our part. Don't throw away your confidence. Don't throw away your faith, for it will be richly rewarded. But you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, it says, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous ones, they will live by faith. But if they shrink back, he says, I won't be pleased with them. But you, we are not those who are going to shrink back and be destroyed. But we are those who will believe, who will have faith, and who will be saved. So Lord, I thank you that we will be your strong ones in you. We will not throw away this faith and this confidence in you. Lord, I thank you for the rich reward. I thank you for your strength right now, but I thank you for the eternal reward. It's for the hope that's been set before us, the joy set before us. So Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you for everyone here. I thank you for a a strength to persevere, a strength to press in in these times, to to go deeper in you not in our own strength, but to to come into that place of just abiding in you, of walking humbly before you, of setting our eyes fully upon you, throwing off all the weights and the hindrances. As I was saying on Sunday, that something Francis chanted said, he said, it's not that a bowling ball's a sin, he said, but carrying a bowling ball when you're trying to swim is just not a good idea. It's a heavy weight that we don't need to carry. So Lord, I thank you that we're removing the heavy weights so that we can run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us with our eyes on you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're going to pray. Get my attention. And again, on just that reminder, keep it vertical. Praying to Jesus. Jesus, you are so good, so merciful, so loving, so kind and gentle. Your long-suffering and your patience with us, Father, the, the prodigals that think we can do it on our own. Lord, uh, we just glorify you, Father. We just glorify you for who you are, God. You are a God of abundance, Lord. You don't even know what scarcity is, Father. You are a God of miracles, and Lord, as, uh, as I was sitting here and just praying with you and receiving from you, Father, and just overwhelmed with, with the goodness of who you are, Father, I began questioning, questioning you. So Lord, when you were here, you must not have experienced fear of man. You were God. 
Well, he said, of course I did. He was tempted in every single way. And he says, John, I want you to, to pray over my church, pray over my body. I've called, I've called these men and women that love me uh, to do things, and they've been hesitant because of fear of man. There have been many mighty men of God that he has so graciously placed in my life that have share, shared with me regrets of when they have been convicted and led by the Lord to share the gospel, to pray, or to do whatever it is that the Lord had asked them to do. And in a few particular cases, the Lord had continued to convince and try to get a close friend of mine to obey and to share the gospel with a friend of his. And just a few short weeks later, after he continued to, to reject and reject and reject the, the Lord's call, the man passed away, not knowing the God of creation, Jesus. He still carries that with him today, decades later. It's still that seed of regret and shame the back of his mind so Lord I just I, I I call upon you Jesus I call upon you to to set a fire ablaze within us father that no man can put out Lord that fear of man would cower back and that your spirit would rise up that we would step forward boldly as lions like you father that we wouldn't look at the the ways of man and, and, and the convictions of our flesh. But Lord, we would look to you, Father. We would press forward, press on. We wouldn't allow the, uh, the fears of what other people are going to think of us if we do X, Y, and Z. We're going to be completely and solely devoted to what does God think. What is he going to think on Judgment Day when no one's standing around caring about what's going to happen to you? It's only going to be God. We're going to answer to him for why didn't we help that widow? Why didn't we help that man on the side of the street? Why didn't we listen to his call as he continued to prompt us? So Lord, I just release a boldness over this church, a boldness over this body, that when we feel convicted, we don't need to be told three times, four times, five times, that we're going to step forward. We're going to step forward immediately, Lord, because we don't know if that first conviction is possibly the, the opportunity to bring that, that soul into eternity, that soul into alignment with heaven. Maybe that's the next Billy Graham. We don't know. We're just chinks in the chain, but Father, you use us. So give us willing hearts, steadfast hearts, Father, to completely submit, Father. So Lord, I just thank you that this is done. I declare this in the mighty name of Jesus.
scripture out of Galatians 4, 4, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 says, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Father, thank you that you gave up your son and sent him to us to be born of a woman and subject to the law. He kept requirements that we could never keep. And you sent him to buy our freedom. While we were slaves to the law, you bought us into new freedom. And not just a freedom to, to be on our own, but a freedom to become children, children of you and adopted into your family. And you've confirmed it and you've sealed it by sending the spirit of your son into our hearts. And so we say thank you. We say thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for adopting us. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you, Jesus, that you subjected yourself to your own creation. You subjected yourself to the law. You subjected yourself to humility and to humbling and to, to shame. Thank you for doing that so that we could be, become children of God. And, and even more so that we could become heirs. So Father, thank you for the inheritance that you've set aside for us. Thank you for the great privilege of carrying your name and being a part of your family. Thank you for the, uh, the relational uh, connection that we have. Thank you for the position that we have. Thank you for the authority that you that we you have given to us that we have. Thank you for adopting us in and sealing it by the power of your Holy Spirit.
for the ability to die to ourselves. And I thank you that who we were in 23 is dead. God, I thank you. All of the disappointments and discouragements, they're dead. And even the peaks and the high moments, they're dead because there will be greater things in 24. So I just thank you for new hope to arise. God, I thank you that uh, we are made new creations and your mercies are new every day. And we can just, like Mike has been saying with Hebrews, just all of the heavy weights that we've been carrying over the last year, release those, Jesus. Thank you for removing anything that's been hindering us from following you, Lord. Thank you for removing anything that's been blocking us from hoping in you that's been keeping us from letting our faith arise, God. I just declare and decree that this will be a year where we sow and see the harvest in the same season. God, I thank you for hope that we will just be so full of hope and joy and peace in this year, Lord. God, I thank you that the success of every day is not the harvest that we see, but the seeds that we sow. And so, Lord, we've lived for today. We'll live for each day, sowing the seeds where we can. And every opportunity, Lord, let boldness come upon us for us to sow those seeds, whether it's an encouragement to another or sharing the gospel and getting out of our comfort zone that we have been complacent in sitting in. God, I thank you for just a new energy, a new passion to rise up in every one of us in this new year, Jesus. I just call it done in the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength or the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may, may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may, able, may be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the, person, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance perseverance and petition for all the saints. I thank you, God, that finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. God, we are strong in you. We are weak in and of ourselves. So 
We thank you, God. Our strength comes from you. Thank you, Father, for the reminders to put on the, the full armor of God because we need to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. God, remind us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in, in heavenly places. I got to thank you that you give us the weapons. You give us the weapons to fight the battle. You give us your word. You give us the name of your son, the Lord Jesus. You give us the blood of the lamb. I thank you, God, that we do not uh, wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not fight uh, with, with uh, these earthly things, God. We fight with the weapons you've given us, God. And, and we are victorious. I thank you, God, that we are victorious. And I'm just going to share real quick. The other day was Tuesday, yesterday, that I woke up with just this eruption of, I woke up to it. I got to give thanks. I mean, it was just get up and give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, and radical praise, radical giving thanks, and how it moves the heart of God and how it shifts the atmosphere, how it just shifts the atmosphere. So God, I thank you. I'm, I'm just releasing a, a radical praise, God, a radical thanksgiving, God, speaking it out with our mouth, God, and, and it will accomplish much. It blesses your heart, and it does something for us. It does something in the atmosphere, God. We will not be quiet. We have a voice. We have a mouth. We have a pay. We have a pay, which is the mouth. God, so we thank you. We will use our mouth, and we will give thanks, God. I release it upon us tonight in Jesus' name. Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O you ancient gates. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. He is the King of glory. So we declare the gates to 2024 are opened to the King of glory. We enthrone you, King of glory, over us, over your ecclesia, over Israel. We say you rule and reign over 2024, and we shut the gate to 2023. We say the only thing that comes through is what comes through the blood of Jesus. We will not look back. We will not live in regret and shame. We declare the blood of Jesus cleanses us continually. As we confess our sins, you continually cleanse us. So we thank you for your grace and your mercy. And we thank you now to him who's able to keep us blameless, spirit, soul, and body until that day. Holy Spirit, do your work. Do your work. We need your fire. We need your fire so that we will be presented blameless on that day. And this is your work. This is your work, Holy Spirit. We just say yes, yes, yes. 
And we thank you, Father, that you go before us. You make their crooked places straight, the mountains low, the valleys high. You prepare the way of the Lord, that your light shines on our path. You show us the way. We thank you. We give you praise and honor and glory for letting us be on the earth for such a time as this. Open our books, Abba. Read our books. Read out our destiny. We say yes, yes, yes. Here we are. Use us, send us. In Jesus' name. So I, I just have a, a confirming word. Um, as we were worshiping right before we started singing about, Lord, let your fire come down. I saw an angel walk around with a sword tip of the sword was flaming and he was touching it on people's heads and he actually stopped at you John <laughs> so <laughs> well I just so I feel like that's just confirming what you were praying about the fire and then um, there was a lady who started praying a week ago God gave me a scripture out of Job and I'm going to get the reference wrong but it said you will declare a thing and it will be established for you. And so light will shine on all your ways. And a week later, someone came up to me and said, God told me that our words are going to be established immediately in this coming year. So I'm just going to agree with that. Father God, we agree with what you are saying and what you are doing. Father God, I pray that you would cleanse our mouths, touch a coal to our lips, so that we would speak your power, your words, your will in this, in this season, Father God, in this year, Father God. We agree with what you're doing with your fire, Father. Lord, we cast out any fear of man in every person in this room. Father God, I say you send us out in Jesus' name to send your glory. Lord, let your glory come, Father God. Everywhere we put our foot, I pray that you would be glorified in Jesus' name. Lord, let eyes be open. Let ears be open. Let people see who you are, Father God. I pray for souls and harvest to come in, Father God. We agree. We speak life into this situation, Father God. We speak life into this season, Father God. We agree with what you are doing. Let your glory be seen. Let your glory be established on the earth, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Your kingdom come, let 
that our lives are fruitless unless we live with you intimately joined to you because you're the sprouting vine and we're the branches. When we live in union with you, you are our source. Fruitfulness will stream like rivers of living water from within us. Father, that's what we want. We want to be joined so tightly in life union with you so that your words would live powerfully within us, so that when we ask anything, that we would have it because we have the desires of your heart within us, and then we will bear abundant fruit to you. Lord Jesus, you told us you love each and every one of us with the same love the Father loves us, loves you. That is incomprehensible, that you could love us in that manner. Lord, you tell us if we keep your commands that you and we live in your love, that just as you kept your Father's commands, you continuously live nourished and empowered by his love. And that's how we'll live also. And that's why you can give us the command to love one another, love one another deeply, just like you love us, just like your Father loves you. Thank you so much that the greatest love of all is the love that sacrifices all. So this year, as we are put in positions to sacrifice something of ourselves for someone else, I ask that you remind us that that's what you did for us. You sacrificed everything for us. And Lord, you're asking us to sacrifice the same. We can't do that in our own strength. We can only do that by the power of Holy Spirit within us. And so we say, Spirit, come down and fill us and renew yes. our hearts every single day. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord. Yes, Father God. My mind is just, my heart's going to 2 Corinthians 10, 4 right now, where it says something like, we don't walk, though we walk according to the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Um, the 
weapons of our warfare are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought obedient to Christ. And if it's not obedient to Christ, we take that thought captive immediately. And Father God, that we be ready to punish all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Yes, Lord, just help us remember that we need to walk in the spirit, not the flesh. Any strongholds in our life, Lord, any, any things weighing us down, especially sin, but anything that just needs to go because it just has to go. It's not part of our life. It's not holy. We ask these things be gone in the mighty name of Jesus. Any established way of thinking, any lies from the enemy, any guilt, shame, condemnation, any any feelings of the slavery to fear, Lord, any of these demonic strongholds, we ask in the mighty name of Jesus that they just be pulled down right now. Um, Lord, we just come to you in boldness. We ask that we walk in boldness and that you lift the veil off of our eyes so we shine the light of Jesus everywhere we go, Lord. We know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Help us remember, Lord, every single day that we are free. We are free in you, Jesus, that we are a new creation. All things have, all things have passed away. All things are made new in you, Lord. We don't just say we believe, come to church so we can float away someday. Like We want heaven to overtake our life. We want to manifest the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, everywhere we go, Lord. So just keep our eyes on you. Keep us knowing that we are free and that we've been adopted into sonship, that you are our papa, you are our dad, you are our Lord, and we just give you all the glory. Your grace is so good. Just keep hitting us with these waves of goodness. Just keep laying us out just like, oh, my gosh, you're so good. Of course, you're going to bless us when our heart's for you, Lord, but we ask that we just focus on, on you and your goodness and not these materialistic things not things of the world, but things of you, Father God, things of your grace and your mercy and your love. So just let us walk in love like Jesus did. And I declare all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. That came from last night. I I was laying down for two hours and I just couldn't sleep. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? Should I sit up and read your word? And he's like, no, I want you to focus on me. And I start to think of just everything he's delivered me from, everything, all the ways he set me free, and then all these material things that have come into my life, a good job, a good car, a good X, Y, and Z. And I start thanking him for all these things, and he's just like, no, no, no. And I start, I start to just lean into him and press into him. And I'm like, Father God, I'm just focusing on you and your goodness just who you are the, the the god of everything of all creation and i just started to weep i just like i got in this very secret place where i just i just wept for two hours just praising because he's that good and <laughs> i just want that to happen you know all the time i want to never stop growing i was talking to a friend today i'm like man he's he's ahead of me he's a he's another pastor and I'm walking with him. I'm like, dude, does the good of God, does the goodness of God ever end? And he's like, honestly, no. Like, it just keeps getting better and better. And just we were talking about when we enter the kingdom too. 
that just this is eternity. The goodness of God is never going to stop ending and growing forever. And that just blows my mind. I just praise you, Jesus. Amen. Second Corinthians 10 teaches us how to war in a different way. On the 5th of October, the Lord said, I'm declaring war. I think we all know what happened on the 7th of October. And he spoke to me two days later and he said, put down your weapon and pick up your promise. Put down your weapon, like your carnal weapons, and pick up your promise, which is me, which is Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Even as we enter 2024, Lord, you spoke to me again Christmas Eve morning. 2024, you said the war will be won from the floor. Lord, I thank you. We all have a lot of carpet time in our future. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. God, we just come before you. We come before you. Humble. Even the vision I had when you spoke that the war would be won from the floor was preceded by a vision of hundreds of people on the floor burning. Burning for you, Lord in deep intercession, crying out. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that, that God, prayers from the secret place, from the closet, from the furnace room, Lord, are going to be answered, Lord. And we won't even know that they've been answered, but they'll be answered. I thank you that the prayers of a righteous man avail as much. And I thank you that the weapons of our warfare, Lord, are not carnal. There were powerful words from heaven that released into the atmosphere. Lord, I thank you for that. And even as so many have been talking about 24 being the year of the door, Lord, there's only one door, and it's you, Jesus. Your word in John 10 proclaims and declares it. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, by the door, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate or by that door is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. God, I thank you that 2024, Lord, yeah, it's the year of the door, but Lord, you're the ultimate door, the ultimate gate, the sheepfold, the sheep gate. God, you are the door. Jesus, you are the door, Lord. We enter through you and you alone, Lord. All things shift. 
all things shift, God. The, the hearts of man are shifted, and God, you take that heart that's a, of stone, Lord, and you, you make it a soft place and a heart of flesh, Lord. God, when we enter through you, Jesus, just as our brother just testified, you just start to remove things from us. We don't know where they went, God. We just know they, didn't, they couldn't stay, that they couldn't, they couldn't last, they couldn't dwell, they couldn't hang out, they couldn't loiter, Lord. God, when we enter through you, when we enter through the true gate, you, Jesus, we enter to a place of intercession and a place of love because you said you are love. We're moved to compassion, God. We're moved to a place of compassion, God, that sets the captives free, that preaches your good word, Lord, that lays hands on the sick, they would be made well, laying hands on the dead, being brought back to life, Lord. I thank you that your commission, God, is going to become manifest in 24. But it's not going to be it's not going to look like we thought it would in the journey, Lord. It's actually going to be one from the floor, Lord. It's actually going to be, be one in the place of intercession, in the place of quietness with you and declaring your word. God, there will be a time to speak like Bartimaeus, the blind man along the road as Jesus left Jericho with his disciples and the blind man Bartimaeus calling out, Son of David, Son of David, have mercy on me. An entire crowd saying, shh, 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 be quiet, be quiet. And Bartimaeus shouted all the more, <laughs> Jesus, Son of David, louder and louder. That's a man. That is a man that has a hunger of Jesus inside of him that is desperate for just a touch of Jesus. Like the, the woman that had been struggling with the issue of blood for 12 years, spending all of her money, going to all lengths to become healed, and somehow just knowing that the hem of Jesus' garment would heal her. Let it be like Bartimaeus. Let it be like us. There will be a moment. I'm telling you this now. I just feel this just strongly right now. There is going to be a moment like Bartimaeus to use our voice, to be the watch. We are the watchmen, but it's going to come from the secret place. It's going to come from, from being with Jesus. It's going to be coming having history with Jesus in that prayer time, in that secret place time. But there's going to be a moment he's going to say shout. It's almost like when they, they circled Jericho for seven, right? And then the shout of the horn was heard. The shout of the shofar was heard, and everything crumbled, everything. The walls came tumbling down. I feel like the gates of hell are going to be, it's like someone pulled the linchpin and threw, threw the grenade into the gates of hell, and it's going to, I'm telling you, it's going to come from the voice of the body of Christ in that moment, like Bartimaeus. The world will say, be quiet, but the, but the bride says, I'm going to use my voice. The world would say, shh, shh. Don't speak. <laughs> but heaven says, and the, and the choir of angels says, no, no, no. Use your voice. Your voice will be heard. God, I thank you right now. I thank you right now. It's almost like this, there's this vault. I'm telling you, every time we go to the secret place, every time we're on the carpet, every time we're face down, I'm telling you, there's like this, this vault 
of, of like power and authority that's just like rising. It's almost like there's heat and, and pressure building up in our secret place, and it's going to explode. And I'm telling you, when the Lord speaks and says, use your voice, then we'll speak. Then we'll speak. I don't know what's taking place. I don't know how long that is or when the Lord's going to speak it. But when he says speak, we will speak, Lord. God, we are obedient unto death. Lord, we will speak when you say speak. Until then, we'll be watchmen on the wall. Speaking. Speaking in, speaking in the secret place with our voice and listening to you intently. Complete and total intimacy in you, Lord. With you. Through you. You'll use your body. You'll use the body of Christ. You'll use your bride. Lord, I thank you. Look like Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus right now. Pouring out that pint of perfume. That's it. It's the Pharisees. It's the naysayers. It's those with an agenda yelling, man, wow, you could have used the, all of the proceeds from that to feed the poor. It's almost like Jesus saying, you picked the more excellent thing to marry. And when Mary fell at his feet, when Lazarus had died, had passed, he said, Mary has chosen the more excellent thing. Lord, I thank you that you chose that. We choose the more excellent thing. We sit at your feet, Jesus, and at all costs, God, through prayer, fasting, Lord, as we enter our fast here on Monday, Lord. I thank you to be like Daniel, Lord, you'd say, I hurt you on the first day. <laughs> I was just messing. I just had to go and deal with some armies that were really unruly and <laughs> were not behaving well. But here I am on the 21st day. I feel like there's something between the second and the 21st day. God always hears our prayer. When it manifests, a different story. So I thank you, God. I don't thank you for the first day. I thank you for the second through the 21st day. And I thank you, Lord, to be like Joshua. Consecrate yourself before three days we are going to cross. To be like Daniel opening up the window to the east. Praying to you, Lord, at all costs, unto death. And he did. He put his life in jeopardy. So, God, I thank you. I thank you as we enter 24, Lord. That every battle, Lord, we're first going to come to you, Jesus, above all things, above our, our playbook or our pros and our cons and all of our, God, you're just, uh, you're going to confound the, the, the wisest of men. You're going to shame the strongest of men so that nobody can boast. None of us. We can just brag on you, Jesus, and that's all we can do. We just love you, Lord. We say thank you. Shift the heart of man. Shift the heart of man. Let us decrease so you may increase. Let us come low so you be made high, Lord. We come to you right now in intercession. We contend. We contend for generations, Lord. Two weeks before Christmas, the Lord said, the spirit of Herod is nullifying generations. God, we come after that thing. Even as Jesus fled with Joseph and Mary out of Egypt, or to Egypt, 
So, Lord, we do. We thank you for coming out because the children are our inheritance. Our children and their children's children and their children's children. That's what we're fighting for on the floor. up the, the environment uh, through the Holy Spirit and how we all are supporting one another through Scripture. Ephesians 6.20 says, For which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And if we back up, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that my that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel and I feel the Lord I feel the Lord just saying that 2024 is the year of the door where we walk into a new level of Jesus Christ and his power poured out upon his people but there's also a sanctification that needs to take place. And I almost saw this vision of, as we were talking about the gates being opened from Psalm 24, his sheep coming into the pasture, but some sheep coming in a lot slower than the others because they were bogged down and chained still. See, the word says that we're, we're saved, but we're also supposed to sanctify ourselves through time. As we draw closer to him, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you whatever it is in your life that needs to be broken. It could be a chain as simple as bitterness towards a spouse, or it could be a bad relationship in the workplace that um, a seed is being planted to tear away what God has brought together. And so as we transition into this year and we get ready to burn with the fire of the Lord again, more and more, hotter and hotter, I ask you, what are the chains in your life, if any? I myself know I have some. What are the chains that we need to loose ourselves from in order to walk in the fullness and the power of God? Why don't we see massive revival right now? Why aren't we seeing in Denver healings all over the place, the dead being raised? And I think it's because of that that Herod spirit that has been over, the principality that's been working over and nullifying his children. Well, that time is no more. There is a time of acceleration and a pouring out of his power. And if you want to take advantage of this, and I, I say take advantage as far as partnering with the Holy Spirit and being used, ask the Lord, how can I do your will? How can I do your bidding? How can I deal with you? And whatever he reveals to you, be ready to loose it. And so I just declare that that angel that was sifting around into this environment earlier with the flaming sword of the spirit that it would begin to cut down in the spiritual those chains that we would begin to have a revelation in our own lives on a personal level of where the enemy is plotting against us that we would have supernatural vision of being able to see something before it happens that we could take a stand and we could stand firm put on put on the full armor of god daily and we could cut down those fiery darts 
with the shield. Um, so yeah, Lord, we just, we love you. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that guides us and lead us into a new level of deeper revelation this year. In your precious name. just finish with a song here. By the way, uh, Tracy mentioned the fast, and I, I want to encourage you, come Monday, we're going to go into 21 days of fasting. And again, this is not to move the, the heart of the Lord. His heart's already moving. This is to move our heart. It, it shifts things in us when we come into that place of fasting, and, and it begins to align us with Christ. It begins to align us with the plans and the purposes that he has. And so as we start 2024, it's a great way. And you can ask the Lord how you want to fast and what you want to do, but I would just encourage you some way that what you're doing is you're setting things aside to reestablish Jesus as, as front and center, as the one that we're, we're setting our eyes upon. And uh, we're calling it the Jesus Fast. Uh, we actually have, I think there's 12 churches now that we're partnering together with and more probably that are joining, uh, 12 churches across Colorado. Uh, but I love that it's, it is the Jesus fast. It's kind of like when you say, hey, I'm doing a water fast. The only thing you drink is water. When we do a Jesus fast, the only thing that we drink is Jesus. <laughs> we're just going after him, him alone. So I just I want to encourage you in that. Uh, just felt like that, just to, to speak that. And I was going to pray this, and then we're going to just worship here as we finish. But this is this is Second Timothy. I think I prayed this last time when we were in here. But it, it just it struck me. Sometimes we say, you know, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. But just to understand what 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 this is about. Um, this isn't talking about just a like fearful of situations. It's a spirit of timidity. Uh, and it says, but he's given us the spirit through the Holy Spirit, power, love, and a sound mind. And it's for this purpose. It says, so do not be ashamed to testify about the Lord or ashamed of me as his prisoner. But join with me in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Who has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything that we have done, but because of his own purpose and his grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. It keeps going, but I'll just stop there. So it's so good. Lord, we just thank you that we do not shrink back in these times. Lord, as, as even in this time of fasting, that there is a strength that comes in you and you alone. You put your spirit in us to move us, that we would have that that power to move, that, that love, the same love that you loved us with, that you would actually give your life for us, that, that, we, that only comes from you. We, we can't get that in and of ourselves. 
goes beyond the kind of love that the world has to offer. This is only a love that comes from you. It's your nature and your character. You say God is love, and then this is what love is. Christ would lay down his life for us. That he's become the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Lord Jesus, we thank you that we, because of your spirit, can operate in that same love. And then that we have that sound mind, that mind that comes by the spirit, that you, you lead us in the ways of truth. You give us all truth and understanding. You reveal to us, you give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you in a deeper way. You, you open the eyes of our heart. You enlighten us to see the hope of your glory. Lord, I thank you that there is a strength coming on your people in this time. We say, awaken your church as we set our eyes upon you. Lord, I thank you that our hearts become awakened. Just on the road to Emmaus, it's like when they, when they walked with Jesus, they didn't know who he was, but there was something that was burning in their hearts. Jesus, we say, burn in our hearts. Awaken our hearts in this time. Oh, Jesus. And then it was in the communion. It was in the breaking of the bread that all of a sudden it was like eyes were open to see. Oh, that's Jesus. <laughs> Lord, we thank you. And then he disappears. <laughs> but, Lord, we just thank you that our eyes are upon you. Lord, we're, we're partaking in you. We're fasting in you. We're taking you into us. We're taking that us in you, you in us. It's the hope of glory. So, Lord, we just thank you for, for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. And we bless your name tonight. In Jesus' name. Would you guys just, just stand up as we worship here, as we close? Just, let's just worship. Yahweh, Yahweh, you speak your word, your will, your way. Yahweh, Yahweh, you speak your word, your will, your way. Yahweh, Yahweh.
Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ. My King, what a powerful name. 